2: Welcome to Weekend Focus. I'm Corey Klug. Thanks so much for tuning in as we make our way through February here. Coming up on today's show, I have Bob Irer calling in. He's the president of the West Virginia Organization of Homeowners Association. He'll be talking about the organization and what they're all about. Also, there's a nice art exhibit going on at the Artisan Center in Wheeling called Hip Hop, a Black Tie Affair. I have Ron Scott from the YWCA and Chris Villamagna from Wheeling Heritage joining me to talk about what you can expect from this beautiful exhibit. So let's get the show on the road. So home ownership can be a bit of a tricky thing to deal with, but especially if you're in a subdivision within a development, there is a lot of stuff that you got to take into consideration, and that's and that's one of the things that the West Virginia Organization of Homeowners Association tra- tries to make a little bit clear. And here and here with me to talk about it is the president of the organization, Bob Irer Bob, Bob, thanks for joining me here.
1: Well, Corey, I appreciate the attention you're helping us get in the Wheeling area for the work we're doing.
2: Oh, no problem. So uh, let's kind of get into the history of the organization. How did all this come about?
1: Well, you have to understand the history of homeowners associations in West Virginia to really get into that. So in the mid-80s, when there was a lot of transition of high-rise buildings into condominiums and all, they found there was a lack of uh, legal status for that, and they passed a Senate bill, SB uh, 36B, And that really defined what a common ownership community was about. And what it required, it required a developer when they put together a plan, a a subdivision plan. They would have to file with it the incorporation papers for the association. They would have to file their bylaws and their covenants and restrictions. And all of that then became part of the land so that when you buy a piece of property in a managed community, you are automatically a member of the association. It passes with the deed. Well, we had a number of people in our area that were grumbling about their homeowners association management, and they put together an organization that began in Jefferson County just to try and bring good management practices because the problem was that the state said what they had to do it didn't give them any help on how to do it. Gotcha. So that started out in Jefferson County. We got more and more interest in, in Berkeley County. Then we moved on to, oh gosh, Hampshire, Mineral, Grant, Hardy. We have in, uh, inquiries from all over the state now. So it went from just a Jefferson County group to an Eastern Panhandle group, and now we're moving into being a statewide group.
2: And it's kind of amazing how everything came about for you guys, because if I'm reading this correctly, you were honing your meetings at a restaurant during 2008, early 2009, and now you guys are statewide.
1: Yeah, early, early, we could have met in a phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) But the more people clamored for the information, the, the more complex it became. Running a community is not an easy task, and to ask amateurs with no background to volunteer for a board of directors is, is kind of putting them out there in the cold. What we try to do with the WBOHOA is to bring them a warm, fuzzy place they can come for the information they need to run the community.
2: Gotcha. And again, Bob Iyer, the president of the West Virginia Organization of Homeowners Association, joining me here on Weekend Focus, talking about what the organization is all about. So. You kind of touched up a little bit about what the organization tries to address. What are some of the other things that the organization, that the organization tries to tackle?
1: Well, some of the common issues that we run into in homeowners associations is, is really getting volunteers that have some requisite skills to serve on the board of directors. It, homeowners associations have gotten a bad name over the years, much like being a mother-in-law. If you know, you've come in with a tainted title to begin with, people who suspect of the uh, board of directors think that they're managing for their own good and and that's not necessarily it. We just have some good people trying hard that need help. They need help with the enforcement of the covenants. But the biggest issue I think is is adequate financing. Because when a developer sets up a community and sets up the initial organization that the developer runs until there's a certain number of the the lots in that development sold, then he turns it over to the owners. Well, when he's running it, he's concerned with selling the lots. He's not concerned with the long-term management of the community. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, they underestimate the cost of running the community, keep the assessments low because they don't want it to dissuade people from moving to the community. So when they turn it over to the owners, it's woefully underfunded. And that's probably the biggest, the number one issue we deal with is how do we deal with assessments and collections and all that goes with it.
2: And it's not just financing in the right now, but also down the road because upkeep is just so important, is one of the important things to selling those properties.
1: Absolutely. If you're going to, most of us, our home is the largest item in our portfolio. And one of the uh, issues that we look at, actually, the two driving values that we have, one is to protect the value of the property. The second is to protect the quality of life. You look at a community and move into it because you say, hey, it's got some nice amenities. It's, it's a pleasant place to live, good place to raise children. Mm-hmm. Twenty years later, if it's not properly maintained, it's, it's well and degrading. And you have, you have realtors that won't go into some of the organization's uh, areas because the roads are not good. They, they know it's going to be a tough sell, and they go where they can make the best money quickest. So we really the long-term planning. And here's one of the problems that came up. Under the original guidelines and rules, they didn't require... A reserve study or reserves to be put aside for the long-term expenses of the community. But 20 years later, the roads are beginning to cater and fall apart, and the um, the playground is falling apart. The pool needs repairs. You know those kinds of things, and there's no money there to do it.
2: Yeah, and and that could have, that could definitely add up over time, right there. And and another thing that and another common issue with the quality of developments that I had, that that I came across here enforcement issues as well?
1: Well, two of the things that that the volunteer managers hate to do is collections and enforcement of the covenants. That's why so many, as they grow larger, they hire professional management companies. In the United States now, there's 385,000 homeowners associations, and the number is growing rapidly because local municipalities find that they can hand off functions and costs to the homeowners themselves directly and get out of the business all of our streets and our communities are owned by the homeowners association all of the amenities the pools all that fall onto the back of the owners of that community to maintain and one of the big issues we have is adequate insurance many times the uh, homeowners association is not properly insured and if it's not properly run it accrues a, a, a liability out to each of the owners that can be drastic. Mm-hmm. There's a place in Las Vegas called Lamplight Village. A couple of years ago, they had a lovely community, pool, playground, tennis courts, all the amenities. A lovely place to live. A young man came down to the playground, sat down in the swing. A bar broke loose from above, came down, hit him in the head, and and did brain damage. Oh they were sued the association was sued and the court found that they had not done their due diligence in having the equipment properly inspected they had an 18 million dollar assessment against the judgment against the association the association only had 2 million dollars worth of insurance yikes the other 16 million were parcelled out pro rata to everyone else in the community mm.
2: And, and not that, something that, you want to have happen. Not, not at all, because with that membership, because say, for example, you're in a development with 100 units, you technically own 1 100th of the assets in the development, but you also take on 1 100th of the liabilities. So you take that $16 million and divide it amongst 100 people, it, it, it's going to be a lot of money to shelf out.
1: It's a big bite, a big bite. And that becomes a lien on the property, so again, when it comes time to sell your property, if you have a big lien like that against it, the odds of getting any money out of it at all are very slim. And it really is a question of proper, diligent management.
2: Exactly. So, so those are just some of the issues that the West Virginia Organization of Homeowners Association tries to tackle and tries to make things a little bit easier to understand. And Bob Iyer, Iyer rather, the president of the organization, joining me here on Weekend Focus, talking about all they do to make things simpler for those in those subdivisions so i kind of want to get into the uh, meetings that you guys hold because this is just another way to get the get the word out and make things clear for people
1: well every quarter we have two evening meetings and one saturday seminar in mm-hmm. the week, uh, weekday meetings are in the evenings seven to nine two-hour meetings, and we cover a lot of, of the nuts and bolts and best practices of how to run a community. Where do you find suppliers of services for landscaping, for snow removal, for all of the things it takes to run a community? And what's the best way to do to put out a request for quotes and that sort of thing? How do you evaluate them? In our Saturday workshops, we bring in the big hitters. That's when we bring in local lawyers to explain what their covenants and restrictions, what the legal requirements are. If your association does not keep up its registration with the Secretary of State as a a, a political body, as a, a corporation, it does not have the authority to assess. It doesn't have the authority to enforce. It doesn't have the authority to sue. To make liens you are just become a non-entity mm. so it's really critical to make sure all of the, the t's are crossed and the i's are dotted and that your documentation is in order
2: so there's a lot of great information to be had with these meetings and these saturday workshops but the thing is not too many people had the time to make it out to those meetings i mean from where i am in wheeling over to where the meetings are held in Kearneysville, it's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive, so it's a good thing that starting in March you guys are posting these meetings on the website. Talk a little bit about that.
1: They will be posted. We've started filming our workshops because of the inquiries we've had as far away as Morgan and and over onto the Ohio Valley area. So we've started filming our, our uh, workshops and our seminars, and we'll be posting those to the website at www.wvohoa.org. Beginning March 1st, they'll be able to go online at our website and actually see the live seminar. Eventually, we hope to have it the real-time workshops, but for the moment, we're going to be filming them all and putting them up on the, uh, on the website. So yes. we invite people to come to the website. There's an enormous amount of information out there on the legal issues involving. We try to keep up with it. We have a situation now where most of the... Uh, uh, homeowners associations try to stay out of the the intramural squabbles between uh, their members. You know, if you have a couple of neighbors that get mad at each other, three, the the organization is responsible for the common area, but not arbitrating the uh, the differences between uh, members. Gotcha. But now we found that under the ADA, the Americans for Disability Act. They uh, found that if you have a member of that's in your community that is part of a protected class and they have a conflict with their neighbor, the association board is required to become involved. That's an interesting insight.
2: Absolutely. So a lot of great information on the website and the uh, schedule for the meetings and the workshops are also posted on the website as well, correct?
1: All posted. All posted. We try to keep up with all the legal things. There's a, a new bill came out, uh, Bill 7-1-3FF, in July of 2018, that uh, commissions and empowers each of the counties to have a commission and enforcement officer to go out and clean up derelict properties. That's been a big problem with the communities. If you're on a board of directors and you live in a managed community, You want to maximize your property value. And if you have a neighbor that, you know, he's got a 47 Buick on blocks in his front yard and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. there wasn't much you could do about it. Now that we have new law in there, uh, it's getting more bite. That will be our February meeting. We have the legal counsel for Berkeley County coming in to explain what that law means and what the counties are empowered to do.
2: So a lot of key up-to-the-date information found on the association's website again that's www.wvohoa.org that's where you can go for the schedule for the meetings and the workshop judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com
1: it's my little escape
2: now judy's the life of the party
1: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
2: whoa take it easy judy The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Boy, we prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ops and just everything that you need to know about, about homeownership, subdivisions, the laws, bylaws, all that stuff. And again, Bob Iver, the president of the West Virginia Organization of Homeowners Association, joining me here on Weekend Focus to break it all down a little bit more. So, Bob, before I let you go here, just go, just kind of reiterate the importance of being up to date with what's going on with every, everything we covered today.
1: Well, I can give you a quick summary. I actually moved to West Virginia from Southern California. I made my escape from the asylum. Hmm. And when I moved here, it was my first experience 16 years ago with a Homeowners Association. And I've been on a constant learning curve since. I can say, honestly, if I move to another managed community, I will certainly do due diligence to see that the uh, board of directors is uh, doing what they should do. About a third of our, our uh, membership, our actual board members, about two-thirds are people concerned with how their community is being run. So if people want to make sure that they're being protected, that their liabilities are being mitigated, that their, uh, their HOA board is doing what it ought to do, they can go on to our website, or they can, uh, beginning in March, view our our workshops, and get the information of what they should expect and what they should get out of their community to protect their property and their style of living.
2: And you bring up that concern, and that's and that's what's really helped you guys develop into what you are. I mean, one of the big time members of the association, Nance Briscoe, she she had a love for researching previously unknown topics and. You guys kind of delve into those unknown topics that are unknown to to most of us, and you you got, and it's pretty much because of that that you guys have been able to expand the organization to what it is now.
1: Nance is an absolute brick. She is a cornerstone of the organization. She is a nuclear physicist by training. Wow. She is detail oriented. She digs in like a bulldog when she gets a hold of these issues, and she makes sure that the information on our website is current up to date and the latest in thinking it's it's uh, it's amazing she is a resource that is just pure gold for
2: us one smart cookie to say to say the least if she's dabbling into that so again bob throw out the website again and uh, any other contact info that people can use
1: well they can go to our website and get everything they need the org.
2: All right. So, Bob, thank you again for joining me here on Weekend Focus and continued success with everything you're doing and everything the organization is trying to cover.
1: Well, thank you for giving our organization a boost in your area. Oh,
2: no problem. A lot of useful information to be had on that website because we know stuff like that can get a little bit tricky. So, again, go to org for everything that you need to know. And again, I thank Mr. Iyer for joining me here on Weekend Focus. All right. So before we talk a little art with Ron Scott and Chris Villamagna, I just want to remind you that if you want to be a guest on Weekend Focus, if there's something you want me to talk about, if you have a community calendar announcement that you want to send me, just email me, Corey Klug at iHeartMedia.com. If you have a community calendar announcement, just please give it to me at least two weeks in advance. That way I can get the word out and get a lot of people to your event. Again, C O R E Y K O U G at iHeartMedia.com. So hip hop might not be everyone's cup of tea, but when it combines with art, it truly is a beautiful thing, and that's being displayed with with hip hop, a black tie affair. It's an art exhibit that's being shown at the Artisan Center on 1400 Main Street in Wheeling, and here to talk about what and here to talk more about the exhibit is two of my guests here, Ron Scott, the Cultural Diversity Community Outreach Program Director for the YWCA of, in Wheeling, and also Chris Villamagna, the Program Director for Wheeling Heritage and also the gallery curator. The th- thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank no you. No problem. Thank you. So, Ron, I'll start with you here. Remind everyone listening what the YWCA is all about. Uh, the, whew, that's a
3: loaded question if there's <laughs> ever been one. We're uh, an amazing agency that looks out for uh, our main mission statement, which is the elimination of racism and empowerment of women. Mm-hmm. So we have programs that take care of women in uh, in domestic violence situations, in addiction situations, situations involving homelessness, um, poverty, we're like an all-encompassing organization that that handles the needs of women and families for sure. And one of the areas that like I get the luxury of working in are the the, the cultural diversity and community outreach area, mm-hmm. where we get to just celebrate and examine and uplift different cultures that we can recognize, and and we also make sure we got in the community to make sure that they see that there's uh, an abundance of cultures here and and how celebrating a culture and getting cultural with folks and people is, is a positive thing.
2: Absolutely, and there's a lot of great events that the YWCA does. To, to make sure they get the word out and, and we'll get get into one of those things the uh, art exhibit, Hip Hop Black Tie Affair here in just a couple of minutes but Chris, I'll ask you here, what's uh, Wheeling Heritage all about? Oh, Wheeling Heritage we do a lot.
0: Uh, we're, we're involved in a lot of different things. It's kind of economic development but also like there's we all do different things in the office. Um, I'm kind of focused on the arts and working with artists in the community, um, as well as we have a partnership grant program, which we like to give money away. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's for different things. So, um, yeah, so I run the gallery, the third floor loft gallery, and that's one of my favorite things to do. We also have the second floor shop where we I I shop basically for the shop for to get different artists' work into the shop. So we have all handmade. Uh, made-in-the-USA handcrafted items for sale.
2: Yeah, basically for those that haven't been there, if you go where River City Ale Works is, the restaurant's on the first floor, just go up a couple flights of stairs, that's where you're going to find the art gallery, and that's where you're going to find Hip Hop, A Black Tie Affair, which which is what we're talking about right now. Ron Scott and Chris Villamegna joining me here on Weekend Focus to talk more about that. So, this is an exhibit that's going on from now until February 15th at the Artisan Center. So, Ron, I'll go to you for this one. How did this partnership with the YWCA and Wheeling Heritage come about with this project?
3: Well, we've got an, an existing partnership. We've gotten to do a lot of cool events in uh, in uh, our little bit, my little bit of time working at the YWCA. So when I, I thought of the idea of of doing um, the Hip Hop of Black Tie Fair, the first place I went was to Chris and, and Wheeling Heritage because they're real open and supportive of artistic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, th- the idea was to show another light uh, for hip-hop like a lot of folks they just focus on the genre music and the popular forms which sometimes can be laden with a lot of misogyny and violence and drug references and all that stuff when it's a reflection of the real life then I mean I understand why it's there Mm -hmm. but we just wanted to show you that there's more to it than just
2: that than just the stuff that you hear uh, on, on the radio and you see on TV Absolutely, and Chris, you being the uh, gallery curator, what was it that made you give this exhibit the thumbs up?
0: Well, uh, last year we did an exhibit. It, it's it's funny. We I typically didn't do winter, like January, February exhibits. Um, it's kind of a slow time post holiday. But last year, Ron uh, approached approached Wheeling Heritage, and we talked about we had a Art of Inclusion, uh, which was a great exhibit. It was. Uh, John Harvey mm-hmm. was a photographer, and he did a series of photographs on local, I never say this right, LGBTQ, LGBT. yeah, there's a
3: lot more letters. <laughs> yes, there's more letters, that's where I get confused,
0: and so it was, yeah, and it was a beautiful exhibit, and and we had so many people come out for that, so when he came with this idea, I was like, this is fantastic, so I don't know, this might be our February thing, and it seems to work, because typically I do openings for exhibits on Thursdays, but we kind of find this is good on a first Friday
2: and and from what I saw from the exhibit there truly is a lot of magnificent pieces in this display how how did you guys come across all these pieces
3: well it was uh, i got really nervous because i thought okay i love hip hop but i'm not really an artist in any sense like i can't rap nor can i draw <laughs> so so I, I know i have there's a big arts community in Wheeling so i just kind of put the word out that if you had any pieces that were inspired by or based in hip hop can we can we put them in this exhibit mm-hmm. and I was overwhelmed by the response people they, they, they brought their stuff they they kept with the theme I mean it was it was really magnificent and, I, and it opened me up opened my eyes to how far-reaching hip-hop has become as well because exactly. there were folks that were doing pieces about artists that I was like how would you even know about this artist <laughs> but they knew and they,
2: I mean it was amazing I, I was pleased with the outcome. Absolutely. Again, Ron Scott and Chris Villamagna, kind of the brains behind Hip Hop, A Black Tie Affair, joining me here on Weekend Focus to talk about the art exhibit that you can see at the Artisan Center on 1400 Main Street in Wheeling. It's going on from now until February 15th at the Artisan Center Gallery. Just so you guys know, it's open to the public Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. So that is when you can check out this magnificent display. And just giving people a bit of a preview of what they can expect, because I stopped by earlier in the week to check this out and there are some really unique pieces i never for any of the uh, fresh prince of bel-air fans out there the saint (laughs) uncle phil (laughs) definitely caught my eye (laughs) oh my
3: god i mean the 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 direction that some of the artists took was was fantastic like the saint uncle phil i mean he's holding the the pull stick lucille and (laughs) it's the stained glass behind him there's the warhol version of odb Mm -hmm. like those were amazing um the uh the, the the folks from East Willing uh, Pop, uh, Clayworks, mm-hmm. they did the the records, and on the records they they like it was um, the funky drummer from James Brown, and it would also list it would list the year it was made, and it would list how many times that record had been sampled by hip hop artists. Yes. Other records had the the lyrics to them, like Lottie Dottie from Doug, Dougie Fresh, mm-hmm. and uh, they made a, a Wu Tang. Um, Tea set I don't yeah, want you yeah, to the, think like the, little the, drunk, the drunken set. dragon bottle yeah, oh, that was, was really amazing cool. like th- they got so creative you know I was you know I'm I am i didn't know what direction I was thinking about like 18 pictures of Nelly or something like that <laughs> but no they went in directions I couldn't believe there's an Africa Bambada headpiece there's a, a Love drum head that, that, was, that was really cool too people got extra creative and they it was just amazing I was blown away by the arts community and wheeling they, they step up to the bar every time
2: yeah, a good bit of local artists featured in this exhibit. And also, a, cu- a couple of picks that really stood out to me that I got to mention. It was part of the, uh, a couple of the GOAT p- pieces Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. It, it, Tupac wearing the Michael Jordan jersey, and Biggie wearing the, the LeBron James jersey. It was the Lakers 23. It, 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 that, that's another one that that's, looked yeah, really good. Yeah, amazing. Local kid, Vondel Von Bell. Del Bell. Yep. Fantastic yep. work.
3: I I can't say enough about the arts community in Wheeling. I mean, they, like I said, they always rise to the occasion,
2: and they surpass whatever you think they'll do. Absolutely. Again, Ron Scott and Chris Villamagna joining me here on Weekend Focus talking about Hip Hop, a Black Tie Affair. It's a beautiful art exhibit that you can see at the Artisan Center on 1400 Main Street in Wheeling. So kind of a last question here before I let you guys go. Where did your love for art, Where where did the love for art come from for the both of you? Chris, we'll start with you.
0: Oh, okay. I've always loved art. Um, I was always taking art classes. And, I mean, that's probably from when I was a kid. And I went to the Art Institute, which is sadly closing. So... um, that wasn't where my degree came from. It came from journalism, but I, I, art's always been a part of me. And my husband's an artist, and you know that's one that's one thing we love to do. If we go to visit a city, we're going to see art. So, and I like we we're open to art of any form. That's you know we're pretty open minded with them when it comes to that. So,
2: awesome. And Ron, the same question for you. Where where did the uh, love for art come from in terms of you? Um,
3: I think it 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 comes from a unfortunately a place of envy, because like I said, I'm not. I'm not very artistic when it comes to creating visual art or music, Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, but I love surrounding myself with the people who can, because I'm just always in awe of their talent. So just being around them, part of me hopes that maybe some of it rubs off on me, (laughs) but the other part I just like to be around creative people that can create things and evoke emotion and do all these cool stuff with their talents, and and that's what kind of has drove me to be
2: around them. Awesome stuff. So Ron, what are some of the ways that people can get in touch with you or the YWCA? All right, you can. right. Uh, got a website, uh, ywcawheeling.org,
3: and uh, you can contact me at my email address, which is cdcodirector at ywcawheeling.org, or you can call our main line, which is 304-232-0511.
2: And Chris, how can people get in touch with you?
0: Okay. Uh, our website is wheelingheritage.org. Or you can, my email, which is very long, is cvillamagna at wheelingheritage.org. Or you can also call our main office, is 304 232 3087.
2: Good stuff. So, Ron and Chris, thank you so much for joining me here on Weekend Focus. And all the best with this, with this exhibit here because it, it, it truly is a piece of work. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: So again, the exhibit is going on from now until this coming Friday, the 15th. So make sure you check it out while you still can. It's at the Artisan Center, right where River City is. Just go on up to the third floor. That's where you'll find Hip Hop, A Black Tie Affair. And again, the gallery is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. So I want to thank Ron Scott and Chris Villamagna for joining me here on the show. A big thanks to Rob Iyer for joining me as well. And a big thank you to you for listening. Again, if you have a community calendar announcement, if you want to be a guest on the show, if there's something you want me to talk about, just email me, Kluge at iHeartMedia.com. And you can listen to this episode, past episodes, and past interviews on the Weekend Focus podcast on the free iHeartRadio app. I'm Corey Klug. Thanks for tuning in to Weekend Focus. And until next time, have yourself a good week. You deserve that.